Life Audio. This life gets hard, but move forward to brighter days. This chapter is long, but remember to turn the page. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, you welcome. You are listening. Yay! You are listening to the Unfiltered Parenting Podcast with Abby Johnson and Reagan Long, where we deliver y'all the real deal of parenting completely unfiltered. Completely. So, completely. Always, always, always. So, we're excited to be here. It's like we're in this, you know, it's, it's crazy because after... Uh, or not after mass, during mass this past weekend, you know, the priest was like, this is our last, you know, service in ordinary time. Like, it's crazy. We're like going into Advent. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Like, I I feel like it was just like April. I feel like it was just April. It's almost Christmas. I can't, like, I can't (laughs) believe it. I'm already like buying Christmas presents, which I absolutely hate. Why do we do this? I, why? Every year, I buy my children toys that inevitably, by next Christmas, will be in the trash. Like, I, right. Why? Why do I keep doing I, this to myself? I struggle so much with buying Christmas gifts, too, because here's the thing. Like, for example, there's, especially, you know, when your kids are in sports and all these things, like... Kennedy just needed new soccer spikes. Like hers were literally like her foot was like bleeding. <laughs> it was like so tight. Caden's basketball shoes had a hole in that. Okay. So we're just saying it's not like they're like, yeah. mom, I want some new ones. Like they, li- it was like literally they needed, <laughs> like Merry there's a hole. Christmas. The foot is bleeding. Sure. <laughs> so- yeah. Like your, your feet aren't going to bleed so- anymore. Merry Christmas. <laughs> But, but I hate it. So all these things happen in like October, November, whereas and they're like, expensive. I can't hold out. And they're so expensive. Yeah. Even like the I mediocre, know. like just the like average, decent average type, they're so expensive. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like I absolutely just can't buy these now and like wait to the end of December to give them, you know? So I hate that I there's just so many things that come up where it's like, man, no. Like what? You want to do always toothbrush now. for Christmas? It's like never. <laughs> it's, yeah. I know. It's like never in like <laughs> April when it happens. It's like always like yeah. October, November when they start like meeting yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, but this is your Can't Christmas you present. <laughs> right. <laughs> in October. November. <laughs> Uh, remember this like Kelsey remember Kelsey when I got these- you those pair of remember when I got you those pair of socks that you wanted <laughs> Merry that Christmas in October I'm gonna take those socks thing. out of your drawer and I'm gonna put them in your stocking <laughs> because, because you know, our kids, there's so many times they'll like ask for something. They'll be like, mom, you can just give it to me now. It can absolutely be part of my Christmas. I'm like, but that's just not how it works. No, it won't. Because then you're going to count, you know, because no. again, Abby has eight kids. I have five kids and it's so hard. You try to be fair, but kids are like, well, they have more gifts than us. And then it's like, as kids get older, 
you could buy a kid two gifts for the same price as buying a little one, like six gifts for the same price. You know what I mean? So then it's like, oh, are yeah. you buying the same number of gifts or are you just spending the same amount of money? And then the little kids who don't understand about the same amount of money concept, but different number of gifts. It's like, come on. It's, can't we just celebrate baby and Jesus? I, and my like, kids, okay. I don't know about your kids, but my kids count. They count. Like oh, they, oh yeah. My kids count the Cheerios in their bowl for piles. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So they like make little piles of their gifts and then they count them. And they're like, uh-huh. I have, they're How like, Luke, I have eight gifts. How many gifts do you have? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Luke's going to so be like, like dude, dude, I got six. What? Dude this year. Mom doesn't love me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Jude's like, it's because I'm adopted. I only have six. <laughs> I get no, less. Jude, we actually spent more on you. But Jude. We- <laughs> Exactly. Jude only wants a dirt bike this year. Okay. The dirt bike he wants is $875. I'm like, and Doug's like, it's fine. Like, I know it's expensive, but like, it's one that we can ride. I'm like, oh, great. So let's divide that number in half, Abby. I wasn't going to buy one. Yeah. I wasn't going to buy one unless I could ride it. So that is totally fine then to spend $875 (laughs) because, you know, I wanted to take a turn on the dirt bike that we buy June. So sure. And that's how we're going to explain it to the other kids. If I only got him. Yeah. Like if my, so if we had Jude, this $875 dirt, dirt bike, which would be more than we spent on any of the other kids. Okay. If we got in this dirt bike, but everybody else got eight presents and he only had, I would literally have to wrap up like seven candy bars and put it next to the dirt bike so that he had eight presents. He can count his eight. It's Uh crazy. It's so ridiculous. It is. But that's how it is. That's how it is with kids. It's so, and like, and like Caden, who's, who's 13 and a half. And so he understands like it, Caden, it wouldn't bother him. He understands the whole like money total number, you know, it doesn't mean the number of gifts, whatever. And he's just like, ma, he's like, you know, I just want to, I just want a new, uh, PC, you know, we can get them on sale for like 1200 bucks. I'm like, dude, who, where, what? <laughs> like what? He's like, that's all you got to get me. I'm like, that's like, like the that's budget all. for everything. That's everything. <laughs> that's <laughs> the budget. That's the, no, the, he's like, he's not comprehending okay. that part. Yeah. And then nobody like, else gets anything. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> so just, so it's just so tell wild. like Kendall and Kels and everybody else, like, well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> We're I'm just needed a PC. His PC. Yeah. <laughs> it's so everybody, it's so everybody, crazy. everybody gets a turn. Everybody gets a turn on Caden's PC. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be like our dirt bike. Well, we Everybody. only get you to dirt bike and everybody gets a turn. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, you know, and this still haunts me to this day, Abby. I, so, you know, I grew up with a single mom and, you know, we were at the poverty level. We didn't like have, you know, we didn't have a car. We didn't, you know, we did not have anything. And yet I always like any little thing I got as a kid, I I was just so appreciative. Like I never felt 
bad. Like I knew we had nothing, but I was just like, so any little thing I got, I was so appreciative. And my heart still breaks to this day thinking like at this point, I thought Santa was still real. And I was like the last one out of all the kids in my class. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. If you have children anywhere near you. Oh my God. Disclaimer. (laughs) As people are like, we're done with Reagan. Yes, get the children. Okay, earbuffs, earbuffs. Ear, do not. Okay, if you have children anywhere near you, you need to turn this off immediately. Like, because we're. Do you have like little children? Um, or if you have older yes. children with a very, very active imagination, <laughs> um, then you, Break it you need just to ruin like, Christmas. <laughs> we just ruined Christmas. Like, get them out of the room. Like, you don't want to listen to the la 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 la. Get them out of the room. You don't want them in here listening to this because because we oh, are actually going to talk about something that we Ray yes. and I have never even talked about this before with each other. So this is this is like be a completely organic conversation. We have no idea what each other is going to say. We've never discussed this before. So, yes. um, oh, you know what we should do, Reagan? Though we should take a break for our sponsors first. Oh yeah, let's do that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And we're back. Okay, Reagan, you were talking about Santa. Yes. And so I was still, so at this point, I must have been in fourth or fifth grade. And I remember my mom, like, I I never got, of course, much for Christmas at all. And it was never a big deal because I didn't expect it, you know, but whatever this year was extra, it was an extra strain financially for her and I. And she was like, Reagan, I I want you to know, you know, there's not going to be like very much at all under the tree Christmas morning. And I just want you to know. And I was like, it's like, literally, I was like totally unfazed. I'm like, it's fine, mom. Like, absolutely. Like, don't worry about it. You know, like I literally was like, okay, whatever. But then I said to her and I was trying to be nice. And I'm like, mom, it's fine. I'm like, Santa, (sighs) Santa will bring me some He's going to take care of it. And literally in my heart, I was trying to protect my mom and think like, don't even get me anything, mom. Just let Santa get me a couple things. Yeah. And I, I just remember totally. her like, like pausing. And I think almost thinking, cause I was right there at the age where other kids knew that. And I think she almost wanted to tell me to be like, you know, just to have it out there because I'm Santa. I'm Santa. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> 
Santa is broke. Santa's, Santa's broke. Santa's workshops down. Okay. And so I, I remember it has been foreclosed. <laughs> it's foreclosed. It's under Biden's, uh, you know, build back better plan. Okay. <laughs> Santa's, right. Santa's feeling the inflation. Has been affected. <laughs> right. It has been affected by Bidenomics. But, okay. But I remember like literally when I had found out there was like that Santa was not real. I remember being so devastated. But after like several seconds of devastation, my heart literally throbbed for my mom because I immediately went back to that conversation and I thought her heart had to have sunk. You know, thinking like, oh, anyway, so it's, it's like, so Christmas for many, so Christmas for many is, it's such a stressful time. And so often, Abby, I see so many parents post because we do, we all love our kids, right? And it's not about gifts, but let's face it. We're living in a society. We're living in this culture that has made it about this consumerism, right? It's made it about gifts. It's not made it about the birth of, of our savior. It's not about Jesus' birthday. For mo- Now, again, Christian families like ours, of course we acknowledge that. Of course all of our kids know. That's when baby Jesus was born. However, I mean, I've yeah. even let my children fall, you know, like it's just, it's become normalized that, oh, <gasps> there's gonna be gifts underneath the tree. You know, like that's just the forefront of of everybody's mind, unfortunately. And it's put this enormous pressure upon parents to meet their children's expectations, right? Like, because we want our kids to be Okay, excited. do you want to hear my Santa story? Yes, I need to hear yours. Yes. Do you want to hear my Santa story? Yes. Okay, I don't think I've ever told you. No, okay. no. When I was a kid, okay, when I was a kid, I was terrified of Santa, okay? Like, okay. not just... Like terrified when you're a baby and you don't want to sit right, on Santa's like, lap at pennies. Right. <laughs> I was I was scared of him like until I found out he wasn't real. Okay. So like and I don't know when that was. I think I was pretty young because my pa- my mom was like, Dear God, please tell her right. just that cut the page from her real right. because I was so scared. Like I think I was like in second grade or something. So I was I was pretty young. But um and I was young in second grade. I was only like, oh yeah, you were like, super I was only like six. Yeah, like Abby's I, like I, a I genius. So literally, yeah. I was like really, <laughs> no. So I was like really, I was really young. So um, anyway, okay, but we did not have a chimney, so we did not have a fireplace in our house uh, where I grew up in Louisiana. So I didn't have to worry about like right. him, him juggling his little body down. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I didn't have to worry about it. And so I wa- I did not want him coming in our house, though. Right. That like, is, I was that like, is no. to think that of dude, that. That's traumatizing, not, right? For a child. Like, I was like, no. Like, nobody comes in our house, okay? Like, no stra- there's, like, stranger danger with me and Santa, okay? So I was like, no. That dude's not coming in our house. So, like, my mom would, she was like, no, he's not going to come in. He can only come down chimneys. Like he's not coming in. It's fine. Okay. So the one night, like I slept on like a little pallet in my parents' room Uh because I was like so scared of him possibly coming in our house. Okay. And so, um, and I remember this. So like I, this was not like when I was two or three years old. Okay. Yeah. Like, I remember this. So, um, okay. 
So then one night, I guess I was dreaming, although I really feel like this is real. <laughs> although I know it wasn't real. <sighs> like, hear me when I say, I know this wasn't real, but oh my gosh, it still feels like very real. Like okay. this still feels like something that actually really happened, but I know it was just like a very vivid dream. But I, I don't know if I was sleepwalking. I don't know what happened. Okay. Or maybe there really was a man in a red suit in my house. Okay. I'm just, maybe that did happen. Throwing it okay, out there. Okay. But we had a bird. Okay. Okay. We had a bird named Charlie. We had like a little parakeet and that is a whole nother funny story for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> but we had a bird named Charlie and he, his cage sat on a stool, like on a bar stool. And so one night I woke up and I guess my imagination uh, saw Charlie's cage on the floor and I saw Santa sitting on that stool, like eating a snack. <laughs> and I was so scared. I like saw him and I turned around. I ran back into my parents' room and I was like, ah! it is a mouse. It is out there by Charlie the eating a snack. And I was like, sit up with Charlie on the floor. Oh like he's sitting on his stool. I was freaking out. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, like he's not in the house. It's fine. Like whatever. Right. So fast forward, like the next year we go to my Aunt Barb's house and my Aunt Barb did have a fireplace. So now I'm really having a panic attack. Oh boy. Because I'm like, he's coming down the chimney. It's Christmas. So my mom wrote a note and left a note on the on the port like on the back porch door okay and was like please don't go to the <laughs> please leave all of Abby's presents <laughs> on the back porch okay so when i got up like all my presents were on the back porch oh so anyway how cute she did okay, that so when, when i found out that there was no santa i was thrilled i was like Oh, thank you, precious baby Jesus. Like, I am so thankful that there is no creepy guy coming in and out of people's right. It was like houses at night in the middle of the night. That's so weird. Oh, yes. My gosh. I was I was very, very relieved. So I I would I mean, I didn't know what was but I also don't like mascots. Like I don't like people dressed up in those mat that freaks me out. The Easter bunny. Like, the Easter bunny like is always like dressing up. Yeah. Like it, it's all that yeah. like kind of creeps me out. I Santa Claus never I did like the tooth fairy. Because it's a fairy. <gasps> right. It's a fairy. Right. You know I like the tooth fairy. And plus she left me money. Who doesn't like the tooth fairy? It doesn't need money. Right. But um, isn't the tooth fairy but, like a little more scary? Yeah, I was always freaked out. Like thinking that like someone's actually like near your face, like getting underneath your pillow, like that should have freaked you out. Like this little fairy <laughs> is going to come near my that face. That did not freak me out. I like fairies. I was like, oh, this cute little, little fairy is coming and like getting my teeth. <laughs> What's creepy is like, what are they doing with your teeth? Right, right. What are they like? These fairies have just like mounds and mounds of teeth. Like, That's actually weird. That is. About. But anyway. Right? When I had kids, when I had kids, I was like, I don't, I don't want them to be scared, 
right? Like if they're scared, I don't, I don't know what I'll do. Like, I don't, I don't right. think I'll torture them in the way that I, and my parents were great about it. They weren't like, oh, you're fine. Like Santa's fine. They didn't like force it on me, but they didn't want me to go to school and like ruin it for other kids because right. I was that type of like douchebag kid, I think, where I would have been like, let everybody know. Is that real? Like, Are you kidding you know? me? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they were like, we don't want you to do that. And like, even when I found out, they were like, don't go tell anybody, you know, and I didn't. Right. But, um, but yeah, like I, so I was like, if my kids are scared, like, I don't think I'll do it, but my kids flipping love all of it. Right. They love the Easter bunny. They love the tooth fairy. They love Santa. They love if there's like any imaginary anything. They love the Chick-fil-A cow. They love right, every mascot right. on the planet. Right. They love, they like, yeah, anything that's dressed up, anything that's in a costume, any, like, right. any imaginary figure, any, they love it. Right. So right. I, so we've done it all. Like we've done it You've all. Like we don't it, yeah. make a, like a huge deal of it, but we also, because we are Catholic, we also like have always really tied in the real St. Nicholas because there really was yes. a St. Nicholas. Um, that's where Santa came from, in case you don't know that. Um, and so we, you know, we always have tied that in and kind of like have done St. Nicholas Day and which is not December 25th. Um not the 21st either. Um, and so we, we've always, <laughs> oh my gosh. so we've always done that. And like, we do Christmas and like one of my kids, like they, they always do like, um, same week at the kid's school. And, um, and so they have to dress up like a saint, uh, during like Halloween time and, uh, during that week. And like one of my kids just this year went as St. Nicholas. So they've always learned about him and, kind of like why Santa is a thing, but they do believe in the whole like imaginary, like ho, ho, ho kind of right Santa thing. And I've, I don't know, like, okay, so what do you do? I don't know. I don't know anything about this for you. I, I mean, no, we, so again, Abby and I are so close and we know so much about the other and, and have talked you know, conspiracies and politics. We, we know the other stance on so many things. Um, but she and I have yet to like talk about this. And so anyways, so my kids are the same way. However, like in the last year, last 18 months, like it, it's, it's started to kind of unravel with amongst my older four because the older four, okay. So 15, 13, 11, nine. And What's crazy, of course... My okay, well, I really hope Kendall does not still no, believe in Santa no, Claus. No, she doesn't. No, 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 no. I mean, like, so I my young I, I hope it unraveled for her yes. a lot sooner than the past six months. So we know poor Kendall is somewhat sheltered. <laughs> no, Kendall's known for a while. I don't even know how old she was. She's known for a while. And I feel like I never had the talk with Caden 
I just, he just, I don't know. It's like a, like an older boy. He just kind of just understood, but like went along with it for, you know, his younger siblings. Mm -hmm. But what crushed my heart. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. So this all started with the, the the dumb elf thing. This, my youngest daughter, who's now nine. Oh my gosh. And Kelsey. on the shelf. Yes. And this is when she, a year, a year or so, a year or two ago, she started questioning Santa because she was questioning the elf. Okay. And I am one of those people. I've okay. done the elf. We have the elf. I just don't, I don't even, I don't even like doing it. My older kids actually like moving the elf and they enjoy doing it. I do so not. So does Grace. So I'm like, yeah. have at it. You so want to do it? Grace does yeah. the elf. Yeah. The older yep. siblings, if they enjoy yep. it, great. Let them do that for their younger siblings. But my youngest daughter is like, and, and Abby knows her, she's just, she's just so beyond her years and like witty. And even if the elf would write notes in like different handwriting or different, like literally, it would be like Kelsey would be like, I saw this piece of string like three months ago somewhere in this house. And I know this is not from Santa. Like, I'm not even kidding. She would spend hours trying to find some. She would be deducing like, blah, 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 blah. But I know we bought this pen that used that. You know what I mean? And so she, and I'm just like, you're crazy, Kels. Just stop. But anyways, she would always have really good points where I'm like, man, we're getting sloppy with Elf. You know, like we're getting, we've got to be better Mm -hmm. with like, So she was just in front, you know, just completely. And then my my middle daughter, who's now 11, I thought she knew that Santa wasn't real. And literally she and I were just together the other day. And she's like, mom, so Santa's not real? Like right out of the blue. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) We were like, what? My heart broke. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait. Wait, are we having this conversation right now? I was so caught off guard. And she's like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, mommy's thrown. Give me Aww. a second. I'm like, just give me because I didn't even know. I was <laughs> so caught. I'm like, can we talk about sex again? Do you have a sex question? <laughs> We're going to talk yeah. about Santa right now. <laughs> because I felt so you're like, you're like, hold on. Uh, you're like, wait, uh, penis. penis. Right. Let's talk about that. Talk right. about that. I, I don't know. Literally, like, I, I'm more comfortable going there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, uh, literally fumbling my words. And I thought, I guess I thought she knew. And she's like, but I'm, she's like, I kind of did, but I just wasn't sure. And I'm like, oh, sweetheart. I just, I'm like, should we talk right now? <laughs> I was just really trying to delay it. <laughs> and, uh, but she did. Honest to God, Abby, she did say. She goes, but there is, she's like, there was a St. Nicholas. I'm like, absolutely. Because my biggest fear with the kids, which I have had these conversations, Abby, is when they come to the realization that these mythical people are not quote unquote real, that they will then question God. They'll question Jesus. They'll be like, well... 
if Santa wasn't real and you've told me, and this is kind of where Abby and I wanted to take this because there's so, you know, um, amongst between our platforms over a million, you know, followers, we see a lot of people who talk about the paganism of the holiday and how can you be a Christian parent and let your children believe in Santa? And um, it's, it's become, I think every year becomes a little bit more controversial, right? If, you know, calling us. I think so. It's weird to me. It's like a weird controversy because, I mean, okay, yeah, like my kids do Santa, like we we do the Santa thing, we do St. Nicholas, like we do, you know, all of it. We do all of that kind of stuff. Right, My kids love it. Like I, I think like my fifth graders still like he's 11. I think Mm -hmm. he still kind of believes in Santa, but like the thing for me, like anytime my kids are like, wait, is Santa really like, is he not real? I'm like, well, you better believe or you're not getting presents. Right. Like, but I kind of like laugh when I say it. Cause Jude is like, he's kind of like Cal's like, he's like very like detective. Wait a minute. Like he's always trying to like figure stuff out, you know? So he's like, Mom, there's no way one person could fly everywhere. And I've seen reindeer and reindeer, they don't have the ability to fly. Like, I mean, like just always trying to, he's just always trying to figure stuff out. And so he's like, I don't like in front of all the boys. He's like, I just, I don't believe that Santa's, there's just no way. And I was like, well, I was like, you better get that believing cap back on because if you don't, I was like, Santa only brings presents to kids that believe in him. You know, and I was kind of like smiling, like laughing when I said it. And he's like, he's like, whatever, mom. He's like, I know, I know, I know the truth. And like the other boys were like, he is real Jude. You better, you better believe, you better believe, you know, they were Anyway, so like they, I don't know, like, I don't know if they really believe or if they're just kind of like Grace came up to me. She was probably, she was probably about Alex's age and she's like, mom, you know, I know Santa's not real, right? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I know. She's like, I'm just playing along. I was just like, you know, I know that. I was like, yeah, I, I do know Grace. I I, I figured that. Right. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just think the controversy is weird because I think, like, I have – maybe there are people like this. I don't know. I've met a lot of people in my life. I have never met anybody that was like, once I found out Santa wasn't real, well, I became an atheist. I've, I've right, never right, met right. that before in my life. Like, I've never met the person – and like I said, they could be out there, but I've never met the person that was like, well, once I found out there was no fairy coming and gathering my teeth, I just thought to myself, God can't be real. I, I mean, I just, right, I know right. that's the argument. I know that's what people say, but I just have a really hard time believing that people are having some sort of existential crisis in their faith after they find out that a bunny is not dropping off eggs into everybody's backyards. 
Right. Right. I just, I don't right. know. Like I, that's just kind of my thought. I don't know. I right. Just no. And I, and I, I absolutely agree. I think for me, and so again, I participate in all of, in all the things. Um, I think for me, I just, I get more disappointed that there's such more of an emphasis placed on the bunny than Jesus resurrection. And there's so much more. What's that? On like actual Easter. On on Easter. And there's so much more of an emphasis placed on Santa than there is the birth of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's hard to, you know, like that in that respect, I understand. And I also like, for me, it was even more, I felt more pressured around Easter with these gifts. I, I I don't know. Like I even saw, you know, Easter just used to be like some candy in a basket and, and now like over the years, parents are like putting, you know, like $200 shoes in the baskets and, and, and all these like accessories and all these things. And it's like, are we just putting Christmas in an Easter basket now? Like, when did it just like become, you know, and so there's, there's so much pressure that I think builds, you know, and even as a mom where I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. Like my kids are going to see, you know, like, I can't, I can't, I can't do Christmas, which we do a pretty modest Christmas anyway, just because we have so many kids. Like I can't do Christmas and then turn around and do Christmas for Easter. Like I do, I don't, I don't have the ability to do that like financially or I don't have the energy to do it quite honestly. Right. I don't have time. And so I'm like, no, like Easter is, it's, you know what? We're going to, we're going to put out some eggs. We're going right. to, yeah. We're gonna and there's yeah. ones that I can throw away in the trash after that I got for a right. Um and yeah. we're gonna put some like pennies in them and some cheese. Yeah. And the kids are gonna be really right. and jingles and um and right. then everybody's gonna get some generic candy and a few of the good Reese's peanut butter eggs, just a couple <laughs> for everybody. And um because those Suckers are expensive now. And then, um, and everybody is going to hunt Easter eggs in a Walmart plastic bag. And that is going to be Easter for us, our family of 10. And we're going to go to mass that morning. And I will tell you, everybody gets a nice new Easter outfit. And that is where we spend the money is on a nice Easter outfit. That's like, and it's not just for Easter, but it's like, Everybody needs a new, like, set of clothes. Like for church, for anything like yeah, oh, they, they new, nice they have to dress up for. Yeah. Yes, they get, like, a new pair of shoes. It's spring, you know, so everybody gets, like, a new pair of yeah. nice springy shoes. The girls get sandals, whatever. And everybody gets a nice set of clothes. And we go to Mass, and we make those little resurrection rolls. And we, you know, do something right. that this is on Jesus. We maybe make, like, a little resurrection, those little resurrection gardens. Have you ever seen those? Those are like cute. No. 
Yeah, yeah I haven't. Like make it in a little, like a little succulent pot, and then you put like a little pot, like on the side, like turned over on its side, and you can make, oh. make crosses with sticks and stuff on it. And it kind of looks like I've never. I have to look that up. Like, That's cute. Yeah, if you look up resurrection garden. Like sometimes we make one of those, um, whatever to really focus on Jesus. But I am not doing a second Christmas. Right. I mean, it's absurd. After we've just done Christmas. I'm just, I'm not doing it. Like, I I just can't. And and I just, I always say, like, I I, I just remind my kids, and I harp on my kids extra, especially because of the childhood I had. But I'm like, you guys have everything you need. Like, so if, if something's happening, whether it's in October, November, or something's happening in March, and you need something, I get it for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I find a way to make sure you have what you need. And yes, there's times I make sure that they have what they want, too, that they it's not yeah. a necessity, that I'm trying, you know? So I'm like, if I'm doing this every month, if I'm doing this, like, my kids have what they need every every darn week, like, I'm like... Why should I just go out? And like, that's where I'm struggling right now, Abby. Like, as I'm, cause I barely have anything for Christmas yet for the kids is I'm like, I have this obligation to go spend money and buy them things that hopefully they'll like some things they need, but it's like, do you know what I mean? Like they don't, it's like this stuff. I'm like searching. I'm like looking, what can I go get them? Just oh, to spend money because it's Christmas. And it's like, I I love it and I don't like it at all. I don't want to say I hate it because I love Christmas. But but it's like, so I get that struggle that the majority of parents face where it's like, ugh, it's just pressure. It's pressure it because we love our kids so much and because we want it to be like a joyous morning, right? Like it, it, it's like... It's cliche, but it's not, you know, like you wake up on Christmas morning, you want the kids to like run to the tree and you want everybody to be excited. And it's like, there's so much money and love and effort and preparation that goes into it. And then it's like, it's done. And then it's like over. And then there's wrapping paper and it's like done. And it's like, uh, okay. So I did, you know, I made these sacrifices. I did this extra work to, to make, you know, and it's, so I feel like, I wish there wasn't so much that. And that's on me, right? So each parent, like each family has to figure out what works for them and stay in their budget and say, you know what? This is how we're going to focus, you know, like for, you know, our Christmas for our family. Because there's many, and I love this, Abby. I love this. And we've never incorporated this with our family. And this isn't just a money saver thing. I know very many wealthy families that do this. So money is not an issue for some of these families. But no matter if they have one kid, two kids, eight kids, whatever, each child only gets three gifts because Mm -hmm. that is what the three wise men brought baby Jesus. So it's like a, you know, it's a very symbolic number. The children know why there's three gifts because baby Jesus got three gifts. And then like, typically in that case, Santa brings like one gift, like the parents give three gifts, Santa may bring one. And so whether it's for financial reasons, whether it's for both financial and what, you know, just symbolic, 
I love that. And that's something that I wanted to start, but I feel like, okay, so my kids are 15, 15, 13, 11, nine and four. And it's like, can I just start that? (laughs) You know, like, Hey guys, (laughs) you know, because I feel like I wish I. That's just hard. Like if you didn't start with it, we wanted that when we had grace. And I went yeah. to my mom, I went to my, my mom, my parents, yeah. I said, Hey, I said, this is now we did it. Cause we, we wanted to do it. Cause we were poor. I said, yeah, hey, right, right. I said yeah. this is what we want to do. Number one, we don't have any money. Number two, <laughs> right. grace is it better than Jesus. And Jesus only got three presents. Yeah. So we yeah. only do three presents. So if you can really limit your gifts, right. <laughs> right. Grace was the first grandbaby. So I knew I was asking a lot, but um, anyway, I ask anyway. My mom, a very amazing Southern woman, looks me dead in the eye and she goes, well, if you want to do that, that's fine. But we're not going to be doing a three present limit at Nana's house. Right. <laughs> Nana's going to be getting her 15 presents. (laughs) So this isn't going to work. So we got to do that. Right. So it's fine. But yeah, like it, it is, it is hard. Like it's, it's hard. I've heard people that do like something you want, something you need, something you sleep in, something you read. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good rule. Again, we didn't do that to start with, so that'd be kind of hard to backtrack on now. <laughs> right. Considering everybody wants dirt bikes and stuff like that. <laughs> right. um, and PCs, dirt bikes and PCs. I on that dirt bike. Um, but yeah, that would, be, that would be tough. But it is hard. Now, I will say, I've been trying to find things to do with the kids that are more like, you know, quality time sort of stuff, because really that, that is what most of my kids want. I mean, yeah, Jude just wants a dirt bike, but like a lot of my kids, like Alex, Luke, like they just want to be with you, you know, they just spending time with you. Um, we have them all like create wish lists and their wish lists are actually, pretty short. Um, yeah. I mean, what they want the most is just spend time with us. And so, um, I've been trying to like, think of like, okay, what can we do together that like, it's not going to cost us an arm and a leg because going to a trampoline park for a family of 10 is like a thousand bucks. So like we can't right. yeah. right. stop that all the time, you know? Um, yeah. So what we, what I've been doing with some of the kids and I can tell you, they love this so much. I had no idea they were going to like it so much. And now we're like doing it every day um, almost. But my kids, so we've just been going, we live in a neighborhood and we have been going out like almost every day and finding like just like clippings of like plants, all kinds of things like that. Like literally weeds. Sometimes weeds are pretty. <laughs> and we've just been going out, like 
finding little clippings. I love fresh plants. Okay. Like I like fresh flower. I love flowers. Like I love fresh flowers. I love to have fresh flowers in my house. Like I love it. Right. Um, but I, flowers are really expensive now. I mean, like if I want to have like a nice flower thing in my house, like it's going to cost me like at least 25 bucks. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to spend that. So I don't ever have flowers in my house. Well, now I do because we're going out like almost daily and we're just like getting like little flowers and we're like picking them. And, um, we went out the other day and we were just looking around, like kind of out, like in this wooded area and there was like this big bush tree thing that kind of looked like it looked like it had all these red berries on it. It kind of looked like a little holly berry sort right. of, yeah. you know, bush thing. Yeah. And so we clipped a bunch of those off and we made like a little holly berry kind of stick bouquet thing, you know, so we have that in the house. I love that. So, yeah. So like for, um, for Christmas. So like I've already started wrapping presents. And so, um, we're going to, um, on the Christmas presents, like I'm going to have them help me, um, make little Christmas, like little toppers, like little, cause I don't ever put bows and stuff on them, but like, I'm going to make like little cute, um, like, I don't know. I'm just going to like tie some like little, <laughs> literally some of them are weeds like tie some like little weeds together or something and stick it on yeah. the packages to make like cute little arrangements on the packages and stuff. They I love, love that. doing that. I have the cutest little weed arrangements in my house, all over my house that the boys have clipped and they put in little bases and they, I just have little arrangements all over my house. And so like we spent all Thanksgiving break doing that. And I literally have this little brown basket. <laughs> it is so cute to see my boys <laughs> carrying this little brown <laughs> basket all over my neighborhood with like weeds and flowers like <laughs> hanging out of it. And just imagine how you're preparing them for their future girlfriends and future wives. Are... You can thank Abby for this now, instilling exactly. this. So I'm just trying to find like little things like we cut out like little snowflake, you know, you can cut out those little snowflake cutouts, you know, yeah, those out and hung them up all over the house the other day, um, yeah. you know, and made like little ornaments and stuff and hung those up. I mean, like we're just trying to do yep. stuff like that that's like free and right. easy and the kids love doing I it. Know. They can yes. spend time with their parents, which is really what they really want to do. Yes. We've done that. I've done that too, where just making little crafts, little ornaments. Um, Kelsey and I had made this really big, like Christmas garland countdown to Christmas. And, you know, I just, you know, I throw on Christmas music and, you know, even my kids, like when we go to the grocery store, they just like to sometimes even grab the, you know, the cheap little, like round sugar cookies that have like the Christmas trees on them or something, you know, and you throw in like the oven, like some Christmas cookies. And what I've been trying to do a lot, which of course it isn't crafts, but just getting all my kids together 
and watching a, a, a different Chris, Christmas movie, but everyone like no one's allowed on any electronic. No one's allowed on a phone. No one's allowed on an iPad. Like it doesn't count if you're sitting there scrolling on your phone while the movie's playing. Like we're just engaged with the movie. We're relaxing. We're laughing. We're together. And it is. It's just they, and even when my older kids will complain at first, well, they'll be like, no, but I don't want to put my phone. I want to do this. They, they like, you know what I mean? It's so hard to pull away from their electronics. So after they're away from it for several minutes, it's like, you can just see their face is different, you know, like they're like, they're not hooked to it. And so it's like, you now see your child's eyes. You're, you don't see them just looking down at something. They're different people. And, and this is where Abby and I differ. I, Abby and I think absolutely the same on this as far as how we feel about allowing our children to have electronics and social media. However, Abby absolutely enforces it. I have been much more lenient with my children with electronics and social media and my inconsistency. And I've, I've talked about this. I've wrote about it and I will keep throwing myself under the bus because so many moms have reached out to me saying, I'm so glad I read this because my child, my child, it was, you know, their friends all have them and we were considering, you know, do we, do we get them a phone? Do we get them an iPad? Um, And then they read what, I wrote saying, do not do it because absolutely unequivocally for me, my one of not my only one of my biggest regrets is a mother is allowing my children to have electronics when I allowed them to. And people are going to be like, well, how young were they? I, I mean, it was honestly, they were, it was just different for all of them, but I fell into the trend of caving because all of their friends, their age had them and all the parents around, you know, me that are my friends that I really respect and, and, and like, and I think they're great parents and they had caved to, to allow their kids. So in my head, I was rationalizing it and I felt the, it was like peer pressure, which is not an excuse. It's just literally every time I tell the story, I am like more disgusted with myself because I didn't cave, you know, on masks and I didn't cave on the vaccines and I didn't cave on so many other things parents did, but the electronics, I did cave and, you know, my kids were giving me pressure about it. But, um, so yes, if you are listening to this and you are teetering along that line with your child, trying to decide, do I cave? Do I give it to them? Hold out as long as you possibly can on giving them an iPad that has access to whatever apps they want, getting them a phone that has access to TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat, um, because it is, it's just opening a doorway that I feel like you just can't get back. And I remember a couple years ago when I was doing an interview with Tim Ballard about child trafficking, and he said, you know, what good parent would let their young child, age nine, age 10, uh, even 11 and 12, go to a nightclub 
just go off and, and go to a nightclub and do whatever they want. And of course, you know, every, all of us, every rational parent's like, well, of course, none of us would do that. And he's like, when you give your child an electronic or even access to a computer, you know, not just an iPad, not just um, a cell phone. So access to a computer and they are doing it behind closed doors. You're essentially letting them, it's as if you're letting them go out to a nightclub and and have free reign. And it's like you're letting your children lose their innocence when you're opening up that door to to the crazy internet. And there's times, my gosh, that I can't even handle it, um, handle what I'm coming across on social media. So how would our little ones be able to do it? So yes. So having that around the holidays, having that undivided time with our kiddos, making sure you're putting your phone down, they're putting their electronics down is absolutely going to be one of the top things you all should have on your list. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've talked about electronics before, but um, they just want us. They just want our attention, and 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 they need your undivided attention, and we need our kids' undivided attention. And so it's just and I love it having. I mean, and obviously, my dog wants my undivided attention right now because she won't stop barking. Um, no, our pet, our yeah. pest control guy is here, and so she actually loves the pest control guy. Yeah. Um, he uh, loves her and so she's just like will you just let me out so so he can love on me um so anyway funny. yeah I mean and so we've just been doing stuff like that and it's been so fun and I'm trying to find like little I don't know like little fun crafty things that we can do online that are like cheap or free <laughs> I have to tell you every time I do a craft online it always turns out like crap. I don't know like how to do a craft that turns out looking good. My crafts, yeah, I'm not ever yes, look good. Same. They always look terrible. They always look like a pre-K child did them, even though for yeah, right, <laughs> right. They're awful. They're awful. I'm just I'm not like crafty, but right, I know. But God knows I do try. I do try. And actually, it makes for better entertainment because they're terrible. Because all my kids' stuff turns out way better than than all of my stuff. Right. Look, guys, you did better than mommy. Yeah. And I was actually trying. They're like, Mom, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. What is that? Obviously not the right thing. That's what I did. Um so yeah, so I I think the thing though that's crazy is like people get so heated over this kind of thing. They're like, right, do Santa? You shouldn't do Santa. It's not the Christian thing to do Santa. I'm like, right. How are you judging someone's Christian walk or right. their love of Christ or their eternal salvation? Oh, right, you're going to hell because their kids believe in jolly Santa Claus. Like, right, the things that people like the big nothing burgers that people get all wound up about. Like, we have really serious things going on, 
like in our society and people get so worked up about things like yeah. Santa Claus. Santa, right. Yeah, the- yeah, Karen, why don't we worry about locking our border up? <laughs> yeah. Like it's I not- I could I could care. I, I don't care like if somebody does Santa Claus or not. Like with their kids, I don't care. And I certainly do not think that it is a salvation issue or like a sign of their Christian faith or their walk with the Lord. It's like, I mean, if that's the case, we're all, we're all screwed. Okay. Like none of us are making it to heaven. Okay. (laughs) You think me allowing my kids to do Santa is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. If you think that (laughs) is going to damn me to hell, buddy, don't even start. You need to do right. right. Okay. Like that is the least of my worries. I mean, (laughs) It's crazy. Like I, it's the same thing, but I actually, I actually hate Halloween every year now because of social media. I've always loved Halloween. Like I'm not chanting in a Satan circle or anything like sacrificing goats or birds or whatever. Like that's not why I love Halloween. I have always loved Halloween because I love dressing up. Uh, You know, I love dressing my kids up. I think it's so fun. I like I just, I like the candy. I just think it's fun. I think it's a fun neighborhood thing. We've always lived in a neighborhood. And so we always get together with our neighbors and we like cook out hot dogs and little finger foods. And our friends come over and the kids all come over and then we all just have such a good time. It's like a big neighborhood block party. And we just have such a good, fun, like family friendly, fun time. And so it's always been just like a great time of fun for all of us. Nobody is seancing or summoning any demons to our Halloween block party, right? But you think if you even put a pumpkin on your front porch that you are damning yourself straight to hell. And I'm just like, and the, the, opinions, right, right. the opinions about this on social media are so over the top. Yes. I just, I like, I have to stay off of social media, like a couple days before Halloween and like the day after, because I, number one, the misinformation about it is insane. People have no idea. Right. Like, where these things even come from. They have no idea that Halloween was actually a Catholic celebration. Oh, Hallow's Eve. Right. Yeah, right. It was not whatever they think it is, this pagan ritual. What that's not even true. Um right. it was a Catholic celebration. Uh, which I mean a lot of people probably think, well, that doesn't make it any better. Catholics well, are yeah, you just so whatever. You uh, just walked I, us I, into a spider I, web I, there. <laughs> No, we're already doomed to go to hell for that anyway. But um, you are Catholic. Yeah, we're both Catholic. But um, anyway, but yeah, like it's just so much information and misinformation. Same thing with Easter. I mean, I know people who don't celebrate Easter because they're like, it was Easter was from this pagan goddess Ishtar or something like that. And I'm like, 
That wasn't even true. She didn't even exist. That is all a made up fairy tale. Like Easter has, has never been about that. That person didn't even exist. It's not a real thing. You can debunk that in about a five second Google search. But, but like social media has become this bastion of misinformation where one person can post anything and it can go viral and people can go, I saw it on Twitter. So it's true. And because I saw this 20 year old influencer post it and I believe it, I'm now going to change my entire life and my entire family's life. Uh, because I saw a 20-year-old idiot post something about Easter that I now believe is true. And I'm like... It's wild. No. Yes. No. It's, that's... Like, you know, do, why can't the... Fa- why, why don't you just... Why don't you just make Easter what it's always been about? And that is the resurrection of Christ. And if right. you are a Christian, that's all you need to worry about. You really don't need to worry about what everybody else is doing in their own homes. You really, it's the same thing with, with Santa. It's, it's honestly the same thing with, with Halloween too. I mean, like, I'm not worried about somebody else's kid dressing up and going and getting those delicious pumpkins. I'm not worried about that. Um, now, if they come to my house and they start doing a seance in my driveway, right. I'm going to worry about I'm going to shut it down. Right. I'm going to shut it right. down and worry about that. I'm probably going to have my home blessed. But I'm not, I'm not worrying about that. Like, because and, and, and my, what, I, I'm generally not super concerned about what people are doing like in their own homes with their own children. I mean, like I assume, and I'm certainly not going to question their salvation over it. Right. Like that's insane to me. You know, and I think that's such, you know, as we wrap here, you know, my thoughts on that is because I feel like I'm one of those people where my brain has been like, you know, a hamster on a wheel where I've worried about, well, can this send me to hell? And if I'm doing this and, or my kid's going to get to heaven and all of this. And if we stop now, listen, I'm going to preface this by saying, I am not being lenient or liberal in saying we've all got golden tickets to heaven. We've declared Jesus as our Lord and savior. And we're all going to heaven because no, Jesus himself told us, the gate is narrow, right? He told us himself. That being said, I do feel like it's a slap in the face to God. If we have such little faith, we're we're all so sinful. We have all made so many mistakes. We have all done so many things wrong. None of us even deserve to, to be here, right? None of us deserve anything. But when God gave us his only son and everything Jesus went through, for us, for us miserable sinners who God knew we were going to be miserable and we were going to fall and make mistakes. This is where I go back to thinking, none of us deserve heaven, right? Not a single one of us, not even the best of us. We don't deserve it. But because of God, because of what Jesus did, that gives us 
the opportunity to get there. And so I feel like, and I hope, uh, hopefully I'm making sense here, Abby, and I'm not talking in a circle, but so that has given me, I try, when my mind does go haywire and I think, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I see these things on social media, like you were talking about, and it makes me start thinking, think of how happy Satan is that we're of all that anxiety and thinking, you know, I mean, gosh, we, we would just be sitting in a closet crying, rocking back and forth, thinking like, we're all screwed. We're all, you know, we just may as well throw our hands up, whatever, you know, and, and it, that makes me think like I had heard somebody say, if you are truly sorry, or you don't know something's a sin, or you've done something and you're completely repentant and you still don't think God can forgive you. That's a slap in the face to God to think his mercy is not enough for your sin, you know? And that really made me look at myself even differently when I've been truly sorry and truly living in repentance and trying to do good. And yet the enemy's coming back and other people are throwing things in my face. Well, you've done this and you've done that. And, and it's like, yeah, I have, you know what? But God's grace is way bigger than my nasty choices or my sin. And so I feel like when we're trying to do these things with our kids and our families in complete innocence, and yet our children know what the actual holiday, the, the celebration's about, I truly feel like we can all, and those other people who have been anxious, I feel like we can take a deep breath and think, this is some innocent, joyful fun we're just trying to have with our kids while yeah. our kids are rooted in Christ. Yeah. We have to live in the world, right? Right. We, we are not all living out in a yurt. In right. Alaska, right. Like we're not living in Browntown or whatever that guy used to call it on that <laughs> Alaskan wilderness show or whatever he called his little. I was just thinking of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> like we don't, we don't live like that. Like I, I'm not living out like off the grid. I mean, maybe if you listen to this podcast, you don't. But there are people that try to do that. We obviously don't. So we have to live in the world. And we are called to be like a light in the world. How can we do that if we're sheltering ourselves from the world that we live in? And I just, I, you know, and I, I know people are probably listening to this going like, well, yeah, you do tell parents what to do with their kids. Blah, blah, it's all y'all know. But I, like, I, I mean, we both obviously are not fans of vaccines, but I'm not over here telling parents, well, if you do vaccine, yeah, I don't like vaccines, but if you do vaccinate your kids, you're obviously a terrible parent. Like, right. no, I think parents are doing the very best that they can with the information yeah. that is out there today. I, on vaccines, for instance, I'm a parent that vaccinated for many, many years. More than I haven't. I vaccinated more years than I haven't vaccinated because I was doing the very best thing I thought I could do with the information that I had. Once I had more information, I made a different decision. I don't think anybody is intentionally making bad decisions. I think I mean, some people obviously suck, but the majority of parents are making the very best decisions that they can with the information that's presented to them, with the information that they have in front of them. I certainly am not looking at parents that make different decisions than me and go, well, that was a stupid decision or 
that was obviously wrong, or you're going to hell because you made a different decision than me. No, we just make different decisions and we have different opinions based on the knowledge that we have and what is presented to us. And so that's really what this show, that's why we wanted to have this show. That's why Reagan and I do have, you know, the platforms we have because we receive information, we gather information, and then we put that information out to people and then people can do with it what they will. Right. There's going to be people that look at me that go, well, you're an idiot for not letting your kids be on social media because they're going to have to navigate it. Sometimes you might as well be teaching them responsible social media. You know what? That may be true. Maybe I am doing the wrong thing. Maybe I should have my 17 year old on some kind of social media. I don't know. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. She's my first one. I can be totally screwing her up. You know, they say your first one is <laughs> your guinea pig. Your, your test drive. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can be totally screwing her up. I have no idea. Maybe she'll, you know, turn 25 and have an OnlyFans because I messed all this up. I don't know. <laughs> but all I know is what I'm trying to do with the information that I have. And I'm trying to do my best. And I assume that every parent is trying to do their best, genuinely. And um, and so that's what I think is so crazy about the social media culture that we have right now and this condemnation culture that we have right now. Nobody assumes the best in anybody anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, I saw a video, it was actually a really funny video of this little toddler. It was like a two-year-old. He got away from his parents. You know, it was just a second. He walked away from his right. parents and he ended up getting on the little baggage conveyor belt at the airport. And so the video showed him, you know, you always wonder where those bags go when they right, right. send them when they check the bag. Well, right. he's not out. Okay. So he rides the bag thing. Okay. And it like takes them to the back, right? Where all the bags go. Right. And it sorts them, you know. So he's like sorted through the He's being sorted. Oh my gosh. It was the funniest thing. And he was having a ball. I mean, he was having the time. He wasn't scared, traumatized. No, he was having his life. Okay. I was laughing so hard because I know how fast kids can get away from you. Like, Oh yeah. I know like you can just turn around in the blink of an eye and your toddler can be gone. I mean, so fast. It is not, that is not a sign of poor parenting or that you're a crappy mom or anything like that. Like it happens so fast. I know it's happened to me. Oh yeah. The comments on this cute, cute oh. little video were like, what kind of mom is not paying attention to her child all the time? What terrible parenting. I mean, just comment after comment like that. And I'm like, who doesn't just make the assumption that this mom was doing the very best she could in that moment? Yeah. And that kid, that little sneaky kid just got away from her in one second. And and this video is just showing the shenanigans of a toddler, right? Laugh at it and keep scrolling. Right, right. Yes, yes. 
But that is we, not in those types of cases, we have to, sh- yes, we have to show more grace in those instances. I mean, there's things, and, and then people, I know some people are going to uh, chuckle and be like, Abby at Reagan showing grace when they're the soldiers in the front line saying, don't kill your baby. I mean, yes, of course, there's there's things where Abby and I are not going to bend on, you know, moral issues like dismembering your baby. Yeah, but, but even then, but even then, right, I could do abortions. I mean, even right, then, right. like, we know all kinds of women. I mean, I run a ministry for people who have worked in the abortion industry, for goodness sake. Right. I mean, we help women all the time who've had abortions. Yes. Even then, like, even when you make mistakes, like, you still show grace. You still show mercy because that's what right. Christ does for us. Yes. Yes. And then the hope with the hope that they won't make the mistake in the first place. And that's, that's why, yes, we have to be vocal. Yes. We have to share our opinions. We have to share not just our opinions. We have to share our knowledge. We have to share what we know. And that's why I think it's important for, for people like probably many of you listening who have made those decisions in the past, then gain knowledge and changed your mind. That's why it's so important for, for people like you that have those stories to share because you need to be telling your friends like, Hey, you know, I used to do that too. I used to vaccinate. I used to do this. I used to do that. But then I I found this other information and now I changed my mind. Right? Like I used to be pro-choice. I used to think abortion was okay. But then I watched this video or I watched this movie or I read this book or I heard this person talk and it changed my mind. And now I don't think abortion's okay. Or whatever it used to be, right? Like I used to go to a tanning bed and then I met somebody who got cancer from it. And now I think tanning beds are awful. Right? Whatever it is. Like right, right. however your mind has been changed on something, however you have been like enlightened on a particular topic. We need to be sharing that information with others so that they won't get into those patterns, those like stuck patterns of wrong think for years and go down these dangerous pathways that we were once walking down. That's why we share our stories. That's why we share the information, not to condemn, not to be ugly, not to be rude, nothing like that. But we really want to spare other people. Yes. I love it. And that's such a beautiful way to end this. And that is what we need to try to embrace more this holiday season. Absolutely. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. We will be back next Thursday. And until then, keep raising your little saints. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.